You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. <clears throat> Welcome in, Castle Late Spare Time Bowling Show, only on 1057 FM. The fan, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. That was Dwight Albert clearing his throat over there oh, on sorry. the side of the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Joining us live from Las Vegas to kick off the show on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Phil Brylo. Good morning, Phil. Good morning, Sparky. Morning, Dwight. All is well in Vegas, and the excitement is rolling on in the Masters again today. What a week. Phil, what is it, like 7 a.m. out your time, something like that? Bright and early, 7 a.m., sun just peeking up over the mountains here. That's good. That's good. Thanks for getting up early with us. Uh, oh, so absolutely. How has how uh, this long run of qualifying been at the USBC Masters for you guys out there in Vegas? How have the crowds been? Because Vegas, well, there's other things to do in Vegas than go watch bowling. Right, exactly. And the crowds are pretty The crowds are pretty good at night, no doubt about it. Uh, long days of qualifying, 14-hour days altogether between the three squads a day, five bowlers on a pair, five games of uh, qualifying each round. Uh, and uh, it was a grind for the players. It was a tough pattern out there the USBC put out. It only took a 204 average to make the top 63 in match play. So the guys really had their work cut out from all all week long. Uh, spare shooting and necessity. And uh, there were a couple of interesting uh, things that happened out here. First of all, the Jason Belmonte with a, with a finger injury mm-hmm. and uh, really affected how he threw the ball. He had to use his uh, ring finger and his pinky, according to Jeff Riggles at 11thframe.com from the article he had. Uh, and I got to see Belmo a little bit, and uh, it didn't really look like he changed that much, but um, enough that it just really affected him, and he missed the uh, cut the match play for the you know, first time in a long time. So really, I mean, Belmonte getting hurt is really the reason why Belmonte won't win it. Right, exactly. Yeah, it was, it was just a freak accident that he had. Uh, he was at a uh, Storm Bowling Youth Tournament out in California after the World Series of Bowling. And he was giving a demonstration, and he had his hand in his bowling ball, and he swung his ball back, and there was another young player holding on to a bowling ball behind him that he didn't see. And he made contact with his middle finger between the two bowling balls and, and cracked it wide open. So, oh, and that hurts. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Phil. No so, All right, so Belmonte out. and I was reading uh, on PBA.com, uh, all these bowlers that I've never heard of in my life uh, that are going to be bowling today in match play still. Yeah, there's a lot of – names you always get because of the format of the Masters. You get some guys that qualify well, and then uh, it's only those three-game total pin matches that uh, they really have to fight to get through, so you can get some definite upsets, no doubt about it. 
Uh, there's a uh, player right now in the uh, elimination bracket, uh, David uh, Stouffer. He's taking out some big names on the on the way, uh, still staying alive last night in the last round. Uh, he had to strike first ball to 10th frame to take out Norm Duke, and uh, the amateur player did it to stay alive, and Duke's now out of the tournament. The biggest name left is who, Jacob Buttruff? Uh, Butcher's a big name left. Uh, he's actually battling Rhino Page. Correct. Yep. In a winner's bracket match this morning. Two lefties. Uh, yeah, but a couple of good young guns as well. I mean, Marshall Kent still in the field. Uh, Brad Miller, Kyle Sherman. So those are some players that have seen some TV time lately uh, that are still alive. Dom Barrett as well, former world champion, looking to get his first Masters title. I'll tell you this right now. If if I am the USBC. I don't want any of these these amateurs, these these guys that nobody knows in this thing on Monday night. I I I want names on Monday night. That's what I'm looking for. I, I what do you think, Dwight? I mean, do you think a bunch of if you have a field of five, let's say, and three of them are people that nobody's ever heard of, is that good or is that bad? Well, there was an article that came out this week, Phil, um, and the story basically was that is 182 of an average to allow these guys to even enter the tournament. And uh, I know the field was after watching you all week, I, and uh, you and Tom Carter did a great job on Flo Bowling. Um, I know that the field was 450 bowlers, and Tom talked about it maybe even growing. Last year it was 390, correct? And so do you agree with that article? Oh, I, it's just some of the players you can tell are definitely not ready for this type of event. Uh out of the 450 players that started this event, over 100 of them did not average 180 during qualifying. And it just gets to be something where you can tell with the with the PBA Touring Pros, uh, it just gets to be a little frustrating. And, of course, these players averaging 180, they're not accurate on their first balls, and it really takes this lane pattern out here for the Masters, and it just makes it absolutely brutal during qualifying. Yes, it puts shot making at a premium, which is what a PBA player you know, does. He has to put spare making at a premium. That's what, you know, you need to be a successful PBA pro on tour. But it just drags everything out so much. It just becomes such a large mental grind on everybody involved. Uh, it's, you know, not just the players. It's it's us in the flow bowling booth. It's the staff. It's the fans uh, that, yeah, they, you know, sometimes sometimes quantity isn't always the best thing in bowling when it comes to a number of participants in the tournament. I think the field could have been left a, a little bit smaller as it has been the past few years. Uh, instead of expanding it out to anybody that was paying the five hundred dollar entry fee, five hundred did you say? Yeah, yeah. No, it's not a chance. Uh, there's just <laughs> no chance. I mean, if you pay five hundred dollars in your last, was it really worth the five hundred dollars? Unless right. you're like, you know, a PBA groupie and you're in it just to meet the PBA bowlers and stuff like that. Yeah. And from your perspective, and it's in Vegas, so and there's worse things in the world. I mean, you're not bowling, you know, here. In Wisconsin, in right. cold weather, you're in Vegas with casinos and everything else. Uh, do you want if you do suck, go drown your sorrows at night at the casino and maybe win back some money? Yeah, we were talking about. <clears throat> excuse me, we were talking about it during the week in the shop. That uh, for a lot of these guys, it's just a dream. Hey, I, you know, they I spent five hundred dollars to cross with Jason Belmonte. Right. Yep. You know, I mean, and that's how they look at it, and they have no right to be there. They don't have the quality games that the pros have. But for a lot of them, it's just a, a chance that to go back home and say, yeah, I, I, I shot 160, but I crossed with Jason Belmonte. Well, they also have these things called pro-ams that these bowlers can go and be a part That's of. That's not the same you know, thing. Anywhere in a PBA tournament. That's not the it's, same thing. I mean, go back to when, when when our guy Van McNeil, when he tried the right. World Series of Bowling. That's a completely different thing 
than going and bowling on a pro-am. I mean, pro-ams are fun, but it's not serious. You're really not bowling anybody seriously no. at that point. Right. They're just messing around or whatever else. When you get out there and you're doing it from that perspective, especially early on, some of these pros might actually help you a little bit and, and help yeah. you learn a little bit. And the pro-am, that's really not going on. Well, there's uh, the, the pros here are here to win the Masters title. I don't see that many of them giving that many pointers during the rounds. No. Everything. They might be talking to a guy you know, after a round's complete that they're right. crossing with yep. during the week, but they can get that same information if they chat, talk to them at a pro-am for a few minutes, too. I, I get where they're coming from, where the people, they want to be part of this big event. They want to say they bowled the USBC match. No they want to say they bowled with the best in the world, but yep. it just gets to be where it, it kind of, in my opinion, deteriorates the, the, the prestigiousness of this actual event. Let me ask you a question. Yes. So those guys then, so if these guys that paid the $500 – to, to make this show, and they make the show, and if it would have been just for PBA guys, let's say, or something like that, they never would have been they had the opportunity to be on TV, and you never would have known if they were this good or not. Correct. True, but there, there's so few amateurs that are in the field that you can use that with. You know, there, there's guys out there right now like Michael Martell, kids that are coming out of college, Kenny Ryan just turned pro. Uh, you know, those are the guys that you can you can see, you know, honestly having a chance to get enough matches come through maybe get on tv uh you know a lot of these guys that are coming in with their 205 house average no it, it's just never going to happen yep. not on these type of conditions they have you know for the usbc masters and you know when it takes the best in the world only a 204 average to to make match play you know they're tough and mm-hmm. you know the, the people that pulled out there some of the people that were don't know how to break down lanes and don't have the right equipment and are throwing stuff that you know is super sanded that don't need it it's it just makes it more just brutal for everyone um i know that a couple of the young guys this week uh really impressed me um there was a one left-handed uh two-hander salmar is his name solomon salama yes he's yeah. a member of junior team usa he had actually just gotten back from bowling the world junior championships in france and came back to the u.s uh, got over the jet lag relatively quickly and he ended up leading qualifying in the whole event. He averaged 232.8 for the 15 games of qualifying, but then he got the match play in his first match. Uh, he had his defending champion, Andrew Anderson, as his opponent, and Anderson promptly took care of him, moved Salama down in the loser's bracket. Uh, Salama got through one match, but then he uh, had to face uh, Andres Gomez, who just came off a TV appearance at the World Series of Bowling, and Gomez disposed of him uh, second round of the elimination bracket, so our number one seed is out. You know, the other thing about this is when we talk about, like, say, U.S. Open in golf, and we're talking with Phil Brylow, by the way, from FlowBowlingExtraFrame.com, live from Vegas as we get ready for the USBC Masters TV show coming up tomorrow night. Uh, When we talk about U.S. Open in golf, normally that golf course is tricked out to be as difficult as possible. I'm not going to say they're trying to embarrass the golfers, but if that happens, eh, it's okay because everybody's tuning in to watch it, everybody's talking about it, and that's kind of what they like. When you get to the USBC Masters, does the same thing kind of apply where they're trying to make that pattern as tough as possible? It's it's tough. It's not impossibly tough. Obviously, when you get a young player like Salama uh, averaging 230, they're not impossibly tough. And Salama's but, 16, right? Yeah, 16 years old, yeah. Yep. But, you know, you get, you get a variety of players. You know, you look at the top you know, 10 players, there's, there's a couple of lefties in there that rev it up. There's one lefty, Randall Page, that doesn't really put a lot of revs on the ball. Mike Machuga made the top four in yep. qualifying. He's kind of a, a straighter player. Same yep. with Jake Peters. Uh, 
you know, an amateur actually made it in the top 10 with uh, David Stouffer, who's definitely old school. You know, he, he throws the ball. I, I'd say he actually almost throws the ball a little bit like Dwight back in the day. So, and he's the guy that took out Norm Duke yesterday. So even though the pattern's tough, uh, the USBC makes it where it's not one style that's going to come in and dominate the pattern. So, and, you know, if, if the players are out there, they're making good shots and they're covering their spares when they leave them, uh, they, they have a great chance to advance. It really, it's, it's kind of like the U.S. Open. You, you, the fundamentals uh, really come into play. And if, if on occasion, if you need to trick it up to, to, to make a good shot on a pair that's burned up, if you have the ability to do that, you'll keep scoring. I know that the the length of the pattern was 39 feet. I'm assuming that it was probably less than three to one for a ratio, but Tom Carter talked on flow bowling with you about um, how bad the topography was in the center. Well, it's dependent on pair to pair as well. There's, I mean, there's, there's 70 lanes inside a gold coast. They were using 64 of them during qualifying. And it's just a matter of um, knowing, you know, pair to pair is going to be a little bit different no matter what. I don't think it was to the point of being uh, terrible. And there are enough guys that they actually, with the USBC, they actually provide topography charts of every pair in play. Wow. So if the players wanted to look at them, if they turned them up back at their hotel room or whatever, I know Rhino Page uh, was looking at them on his phone before each round started and, and making notes for himself. You know, they could kind of see, okay, maybe this pair might hook a little bit more. Maybe it might, you know, go a little bit longer before it starts to hook. Uh, so they had that information available to them, uh, but I, you know, we've seen better, we've seen places with with worse topography differences from pair to pair uh, out on tour. This was different, but it wasn't a ton. The 16 year old that we were talking about uh, is this a kid that wants to be on the tour at some point? Uh, does he have a? I'm, where's he going to college? Do we know anything about this kid? I don't know where he's going to college. I mean, he's only 16 from California. He's torn up a lot of you know a lot of youth events where he where he's won. Um, you know, he's just getting better and better. He's won junior gold, uh, as well. He's been under the TV lights before on CBS sports network. So, you know, he's a, he's a solid young man, seems to have a good head on his shoulders. Uh, you know, and he's got a couple of years of high school left before he really has to start making all these decisions on, uh, on college or a professional career. But, you know, these, these young players that you see out here, um, Wesley Lowe's another one just getting out of college. These are all players that for years have had. Uh, PBA tour aspirations after they get done with their education, and and I assume Solomon is going to be the same. Yeah, low we've heard about before. We've we've been we've been on that path before. It would just be interesting to find out. I mean, at 16 years old to be doing what he's doing at the USBC Masters, mm-hmm. he, this kid could be something. Mm-hmm. And at this point, now very impressed with his game. Again, yeah. for those that don't know, as far as the PBA tour goes, he doesn't have to go to college. He can come straight on a tour if he wants, right? Well, look at our winner in 2016 with Anthony Simonson. Yep, 19. Simonson. College and, yep. Yeah, won, won the Masters when he was 19. So, you know, with the number of stops that there is on tour right now, uh, you know, there's the distinct possibility that, you know, someone could come out of high school once again. And, you know, like they did back in the 70s and 80s, like Norm Duke when he first hit the tour yep. when, when he was 18. You know, players will be, <laughs> pardon me, be able to do that and, uh, you know, make a make a decent living. Hey Phil, how's your health doing, buddy? I'm pretty good. You're okay. tired. It's been a yeah, it's been a long run. You know, try to save the voice here and there as <laughs> so, the, as the day goes on. Talking for you know 13 hours. Right. A day. Yeah, I've been listening. So. <laughs> All right. So from Vegas, then. So when do you leave Vegas? You leave Vegas tonight or tomorrow? Tomorrow night. Tomorrow so I'll night. Be in the air. 
Yeah, I'll be in the air uh, during the show tomorrow night. So. While the show's airing, right. So then uh, where are you next weekend? Are you here or are you in Bowling Heaven? I am home. You so, are yeah, home. I'm not gonna yeah, I'm not gonna go to yeah, I'm not gonna go to the draft because I'm gonna get a little bit of a break. Uh, because April fifteenth, uh PBA fifty tour starts down in Florida. So we've got a nice stretch with the fifty tour uh, on the east coast. We start in Clearwater, Florida. Then we go to the Villages in Florida for the big uh, PBA 50 tournament that Lenny Borsch Jr. is going to be the defending champion of. Uh, then Mooresville, North Carolina. And then we wrap up in Trenton, New Jersey before I get home the first week of May. So you're not going to Bowling Heaven? I am not going to Bowling Heaven wow. yet. I'll get yeah. out there this I'll get out there this, this summer yet. Wow. But for the draft, uh, it, it, yeah, for the draft and the playoffs, I will be at home. So. Portland, Maine is a bowling heaven. If you've never uh, heard of bowling heaven, it yep. is <laughs> unbelievable, and you will see it on TV plenty uh, coming up the next couple of months. All right, Phil, all wheels. Sparky. Oh, Sparky, it's actually funny because Charlie Mitchell, the owner of Bayside Bowl, and a bunch of his bowlers are out here in Vegas this week, and they're bringing a bit of bowl po tomorrow night to the TV show. Oh. So you'll see them. Yeah, so you'll see Charlie and a bunch of bowl, uh, bowl Portland people on the Masters TV Finals tomorrow night. That'll be awesome. Hey, man, thanks so much for coming yeah. on. I appreciate it. Uh, next week's our last show, so I'll see you in studio next week. I'll see you in the studio, guys. Take care. You thanks, Phil. Take care. There he is. Phil Brilo on the Great Midwest Bank Highline looking to buy, build, renovate, or refinance in 2019. Look no further. Call Great Midwest Bank today. Great Midwest Bank, providing simply local common sense lending to your community since 1935. Did you have something to say? No, I was. I just was going to ask Phil. There were a couple guys from Milwaukee that I saw oh. during flow bowling too, and wanted to know where they finished. Also, so it was nice to see a little Milwaukee presence that was out there too. Or did you know these people? Mm-hmm. Were they worthy of being out there? Yes. Yes. I, I would. One, one was Ralph Hibbert's son, Billy Hibbert. Oh, sure. I was going to find out from Phil how he did. Um, another young man who's got an outstanding game. And oh, I so these aren't old guys like you. You're talking about young, like college bowlers. Well, yeah, I mean, when, seeing that we were talking about the Salmar. Yeah, 60 you know, Right. So, yep. you know, I mean, obviously he's breaking through, and you would like to see someone like Billy Hibbert from at least this area sure. try to break through. So it was kind of cool to see a Milwaukee presence, and he's definitely worthy of being out there, absolutely. Yep. you got to break through at some point. All the pros had to. Oh, no doubt. But you got to be good enough to break through. Yes. And you don't know that until you get into a tournament like this to really see how really how good Where you are. stand, right. Yeah, bowling against high schoolers in Wisconsin is one thing. Bowling against PBA guys is a completely different Very thing. tough shot. He is yeah. Dwight Oliver, Steve Sparky, Fiverr. We'll come back. We'll talk about PBA League, the draft, and who got kept. And to be honest with you, I, I don't quite understand. I, I, I don't understand. <laughs> are we trying to win or are we trying to put on a TV show? I think there's a difference. We'll talk about that next. Welcome back, Castle Lake Spare Time Bowling Show, only on 105.7 FM. The Fancy Sparky Fiber, Dwight Albrick, Phil Brown just joined us from Vegas. Our other co-host, he's at the USBC Masters, covering here for Flow Bowling. Uh, you don't have your subscription to Flow Bowling, totally worth it because you don't only get bo- you don't only get bowling, you get all the other sports that they cover uh, mm-hmm. through Flow as well and uh, Extra Frame. Uh, com. So make sure to do that. What's going on over at the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin? What? Well, we got a couple weeks left of our fall winter season. Yep. It's been a very long season because of the weather. And we will immediately be going into our summer leagues and I will be running my instruction class again on Monday nights. And uh, they have told me that it's been filling up quite quick. We're still waiting to see your name in there, Sparky. It's not going to be, Phil <laughs> or Dwight. I'm not, it's not going to be, Dwight. I don't have a life, so I don't have time for anything outside of my job. And then baseball takes up the rest of my time with the 12-year-old. So I, there is no time. I, I understand. There is no time for anything, actually. <laughs> 
Uh, in fact, you know what? I'll tell you a quick story. Okay. So last night we got to not last night Friday night we went to see Eric Church, yeah, uh, country uh, star down there at the uh, the New Bucks Arena, mm-hmm. and it was awesome. I mean, I That's what I read. never yep. seen Eric Church before uh, in concert. Uh, Kay, my fiance, she'd seen him before, um, and he was just amazing. He did mm. three and a half hours mm. by himself. There was no opening act, no nothing. It was just him from what, 8.30 to almost midnight, somewhere in that area, and he had a 20-minute break for himself, and that was about it. And he limped off after he was supposedly done the first time before the encore. He was limping off, so I don't know if he twisted his knee or what happened. And then he limped back on and then did some more, and then his band's like, okay, we're done, see ya. They leave. People are going crazy, so he just holds on to his guitar and starts ripping off covers of different, like, uh, Steve Miller band cover and doing different stuff just on the mic. It was awesome. Giving the fans their money's worth. What I didn't realize was, and he said during the show, was that he's a, like, Wisconsin's his favorite state to come play. Like, Mm. it's, he said, I'll probably make other people mad, but it just is. And that back when he was starting, he used to play out of Kelly's Bleachers. And he'd play out of Kelly's Bleachers and people would always show up. And he said, we'd go to some places and five people would show up. He goes, we come to Wisconsin to book a place. Paps Theater, Cali's Bleachers, wherever. He goes, we'd always, we'd always feel it. Always be a ton of people. I've always had a ton of support here. Love this state. So, and that he's talking about Green Bay, Madison, Milwaukee, all over. So I didn't know, I didn't know he had nice that tie-in to the yeah. state like that. Anyways, but that wasn't even the point of the story. Point of the story is we were going to meeting a couple friends out for dinner before we went to go see Eric Church. It was the first adult dinner we had with other adults mm. without a child in over three years. <laughs> In over three years yep. since before Jackson was born. So when you say, hey, want to come do a bowling <laughs> lesson? Uh, yeah, yeah, no chance. I got no, there's just no chance. I have no time for anything at this point. You said you had a USBC Masters story uh, yeah. when we were in a commercial break. Yeah, getting back to the, you know, Phil talking about these guys that are out that come to the Masters, right. pay $500. The first year of the Masters was in town in Milwaukee, and I think it's 0405, and excuse me if I'm off on a year. No, it's about 05, because we had started on the station in 05, January of 05, and I bowled at Miller Park that year. Yes. With Ronnie and Wes and those guys. And that's the year that they had a high school team out there, too. The Muskego High School bowling team was out there that year, too. Okay. That bowled at Miller Park. And so Storm put on a drilling seminar. Yep. Um, It was all the pro shop operators from around the area going, and well, they had it at Bolero, and Bolero was where the qualifying was. I broadcasted from there. Oh, okay. I That's did right. my midday madness show from that. there. I, I had I Danny Wiseman that. on that show. Yep. Yep. Yeah, were you guys in the bar? The yep. bar? I remember that yep. year. Yeah. We were there. And so um, they have a practice round where the guys, of course, can try to figure out the shot and obviously get out their equipment. Well, all the pros are coming in to the paddock area during the drilling seminar. So all the pro shop operators are there. And um, I happen to be, we were just leaving and they were coming in. I heard Wiseman say, Danny Wiseman, who won that year, uh, to another pro, forget who it was. Hey, did you see that guy on lane 45 and 46? (laughs) Starts laughing. He goes, easy money. And that's how you got to kind of look at it. You know, for the pros, they're looking at a $500 donation from the other pros that are bowling on it. And I I know it just kind of took me up. This is how the pros look at the amateurs trying to to come through. Yep, uh, and the games that they have, and the you pros can see those quality of those games too. You don't see amateurs trying to go play in the National Football League, right? You don't see amateurs trying to go be NBA players or MLB players because the process to get to those spots are so much more difficult. The only thing comparable to this is golf. 
I mean, that 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 really is the only comparison. And even yeah. for golf, you have to qualify at other tournaments in order to have a chance to go play at yeah. the U.S. Open. You don't just to go pay your money and go walk on and be there. That's not how that works. Yeah. So, you know, Phil was talking about, well, the USBC Masters, they need to slim the field down or whatever else. They could go the golf route and right. still make a bunch of money. You know, charge an entry fee in every state or whatever it is that you want to do it. Take 50 people. Have one qualifier in each state that you have to win that tournament. If you win that tournament in that state, then you qualify for to be in the USBC Masters and you get to go out there and bowl. Do that. Mm-hmm. Charge the money for from that perspective. And instead of charging $500, charge $250. And then if you make it, then it's another $250 to bowl in the USBC Masters if you win the tournament. Yeah, there's got to be... I think a higher level of requirements than a 180 incoming average. That's what I'm saying. You win. You yeah. win your tournament. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. and for Wisconsin, everybody has uh, has one tournament. So, if you do the tournament here at Castle Lanes or New Berlin Bowl or wherever it is, sure. right? Everybody in the state that wants a chance to go bowl throws 250 at USBC. Whoever wins that tournament is the qualifier from Wisconsin that gets to go bowl out in Vegas. So, you're adding 50 amateur players essentially that win their tournaments of the best of the best in their state to go out there and bowl. I, I think that makes a lot more sense than just it anybody. Does. Yeah. And do you remember back in the 80s uh, when the pros would travel and they'd come to Milwaukee, there was such a thing called the Rabbit Squad, and they had, and the Rabbit Squad were the non-exempt guys. And okay. So they had to qualify to even get into the tournament. Sure. They only took so many. I, I call them wannabes. So those were the wannabes that wanted to be there, but they had to go through the Rabbit Squad to, that's how it should to be. qualify, correct. Right, and that's how it should be, somewhere along those lines. Now, look, I'm not going to blame the USBC for taking money because right. you're going to take all about the money. money you can get one way right. or the other. I just think you can make even more money if you put together qualifying tournaments in each state where now I don't have to pay for an airline ticket, a hotel, or anything else. Correct. I pay 200 250 I get to bowl in this tournament. If I win, now I know I'm going to go bowl. I'm only one of 50 special dudes that get to go bowl exactly. or women, whoever yep. wins their tournaments. And by winning and that tournament, it kind of indicates that you – You'll have some potential of being pretty good. Well, the and other thing is, luck got you there. Then you represent your state at the USBC Correct. Masters. Yeah, great idea. There's there's 50 people, one from Alaska, one from Hawaii, whatever, yeah. and away you go. I, I just, to me, that, that would make a lot of sense. All yeah. right. So we talked too long again. So we'll try this again. Coming up on the other side, <laughs> we'll talk about uh, the PBA draft. And I really don't understand why we're keeping certain players that were kept. So we'll talk about that straight ahead. Welcome back. It is the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Make sure to register for your spring and summer leagues over at Castle Lane's or Doubles League. Starts up May 14th. $15 costs a week. One hour time commitment, Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday nights. A couple hundred dollars cash if you win the league, plus your choice of any storm bowling ball that they have. And for just joining, you get a high five PBA League jersey or something like a PBA League jersey, your own jersey. And, or I should say, or you can get that, or a three-ball Storm bowling bag, courtesy of Storm. That's their Storm Doubles League at Castle Lanes in Racine, starting May 14th. Beach Volleyball Outside starts May 5th, if you want to sign up for that as well. Castle Lanes in Racine. Okay, so. So I got a question to ask you. Sure. What Before we get to PBA League, what would be your PBA League jersey? Who would you wear? Who's your guy? If you're going to have your guy, who would be your guy? Uh, Belmo? Yeah, I have to. That would be mine. Yeah, probably Belmo. Um, 
See, it, maybe a uh, troop. For this, you? I thought a troop. Kyle for you. Troop, yeah, wild colors. Yep. I don't know if I'm wearing wild colors though, but yeah, maybe. Um, so this this whole thing. So the PBA leagues gonna start up uh, later this summer, whatever else, and, and they they had to pick. Yeah, their draft. Um, who they were going to keep their keepers before they actually have the draft. So I'm, I'm going to go through here and, and mm-hmm. let's talk about the keepers in this thing. Okay. So, so they have a captain, right? The cap yeah. uh, Mac is the manager for the Portland Lumberjacks. Mm-hmm. Okay. Got Ryan Simonelli, Wes Malott and Kyle Troop. Why would you keep Ryan Simonelli? What has Ryan Simonelli done? Not, not much this year. Okay. LAX. Andrew Kane is the manager. Mm-hmm. Jason Belmonte, Stu Williams. Who's done? Nothing. And Jacob Buttreff. Why do I keep Stu Williams? Yeah. Well, Cause he's because he's, he's boys with Belmonte, I'm assuming. I without knowing specifically, I'm guessing that must be part of it. Yeah. I, I don't understand. So so far, the first yeah. two teams, I don't understand keeping Simonelli, and I don't understand keeping Stu Williams. And I love me some Stu Williams. Now he is a funny dude. Brooklyn Styles, Johnny Petraglia, Walter Ray Williams Jr. Yeah, that one. Get is. out of here. Well, the last couple of years, the I mean, that team has been typically Team Brunswick. That it still is. It's Sean Rash is the other guy he capped. Brunswick. Right. But the Walter Ray Williams Jr., mm-hmm. come on. Hey, yeah. Here's the next one. This is another good one. Years past, Walter Ray Williams has not done much for them in, at Portland. He hasn't done much in general at all. Yeah. New York City Kingpins. Carolyn Doran Ballard. Right. Marshall Kent. Okay. Repeat. B.J. Moore. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's, been, he's been rolling. And Pete Weber. That's she's one. friends with Pete, so yeah. Pete's in. And Pete has yeah. no business being in this thing. Oh, yeah, she's very good friends with He's Pete. been horrible. Yeah. He has no business being on TV. Now, again, from a TV perspective, you love it because people are going to tune in to watch right. Pete Weber, so I Crotch get it. But if and, you're yeah. trying to win with your team, right. that's a horrible choice. It's horrible. Yeah. Motown Muscle, Del Ballard. Yep. EJ Tackett, Anthony Simonson, Josh Blanchard. Okay, those first two, I'm good with the first two. Yeah. Blanchard, okay. So he made, he made TOC. Blanchard made TOC. Of the teams, I like that one the best so far. Yes, I agree. Dallas Strikers. Now, again, they haven't drafted yet. They still have a Serpentine draft uh, that they're going to do uh, as well. So yeah, wait for that, right? Or Duke's team, right? Okay, Strikers. Duke, player manager. Yep. So he's one of the bowlers. Tommy Jones, Bill O'Neill. That's mm-hmm. a good team. I don't um, mind that team. Yeah. Tommy, Tommy Jones, Jones so, is the question. Yeah. Right. Tommy Jones is the question. But doesn't he have a good history at Portland? Yes. Yep. Bowled really well last year. Yeah. Uh, Philadelphia hitman, Jason Couch is the manager. Mm -hmm. Dom Barrett, who maybe does something with the USBC Masters here. Tom Smallwood, who I believe Mm -hmm. is still alive in the USBC Masters, I think. Maybe not, though. No, I don't think he is. Uh, And Matt Sanders. Mm. Nothing special. Uh, about that team. Silver Lake Adam Splitters. Mark Baker is the manager. Chris yep. Barnes. Yep. Yes for Svensson. Todd Doherty. They're probably going to win it again. That's my guess. That's the strong three. Yep. That, I that's think AJ Johnson was on that team last year. Yep. So that's that's what you have right now uh to pick from. But like Prather, he's on any of these teams. Right. I mean, there's some good talent out and there Prather to is, be had. Yeah, Prather is so good. And and again he couple bad pairs during the Masters. I watched them all week, and everyone's now coming into the shop talking to me about, about Chris uh, Prather now. They call him Prather. But anyways, how talented he is. And I'm like, I've been telling you guys six months ago watch for Chris Prather. Right. So right now, best players available. Yep. Chris Prather, who wasn't on league last year either. Dick Allen, who was and wasn't kept. Great history at 
Portland, he's Maine, Dick Allen. Tenth in the playoff standings. Ten. Mm-hmm. Kyle I mean, Sherman end up on a team. He was on a team, but they put him back. Kyle Sherman, he was on a team. They threw him back. He's 11th in the playoff standings. Rhino Page, 16th. He was on a page. He got tossed back. Sean Maldonado, 17th in the playoff standings. DJ Archer is 20th. He got thrown back. He was on a team last year. Mm -hmm. Then Andres Gomez, Patrick Gerard, A.J. Chapman, Brad Miller, who just got most improved player Mm -hmm. at the World Series of Bowling from last year World Series of Bowling to this year World Series of Bowling. Uh, Anthony Lavery Spar, Darren Tang, Nick Pate. Uh, those are saw Andrew Anderson, Thomas Larson. These are just from the playoff. This is playoff order mm-hmm. of uh, where they stand of who's not kept. Yeah. Uh, Brad Angelo, Matt McNeil. We just saw him on TV. AJ Johnson, like you said, he was kept last year. He's back in. Oscar Palermo. He was kept last year. Mm-hmm. He's back in. He hasn't bowled well. No. Matt Ogle, Ronnie Russell was kept last year. He's back in. Uh, Zachary Wilkins. Uh, let's see who else is on here. Chris Lowshedder, he was kept last year. He's back in there. Uh, Sean Lavery Spar, his brother, he's still in there. Martin Larson was kept last year. He's back in. And it'll be interesting. Walter Ray Williams Jr. is 59th currently in the playoff uh, rankings. Pete mm-hmm. Weber is 103rd. Mm. To give you an idea on points, okay? Jason Belmonte has 29,210 points. EJ Tackett is second at 17,175. 12,000 point difference. Walter Ray Williams Jr. in 59th has 2,920 compared mm-hmm. to 17,000 in second. Pete Weber has 968. Yeah. And he's kept. Yeah. Come on. Man. Something's wrong there. I lo- well, yeah, they're friends. That's yeah, and I know. And there's nothing so you can do it about it. You, you don't get to control it. You put them in charge and you let them. Keep whoever they want yeah. to keep. But this is like keeping that, you know, 40-year-old quarterback around yeah. two, three years too long because your boys with the quarterback. Yeah, there seems to be like, to me, when you throw out those names, there's like 12 to 15 of them that are very justifiable being at a high level and at the top and, and then a massive separation between the other guys, but if I was a team manager, I would try to get, if he was healthy, I would try to get Andrew Anderson on a team, and then definitely Chris Prather would be one of my picks. Well, he's got to be the first pick. I would assume he's the first pick. I yeah. I don't know how he's not the first pick, and the way this thing uh, goes as far as how the goes, Portland drafts first, and that's Tim Mack. So yeah. Portland right now has Simonelli, Wes Milan, and Kyle Troop. If you can add Prather to Prather's Troop a, and Malat yeah. and Simonelli, you're feeling pretty good about yourself. Yeah, I did say that'd be a great pickup. Right? Yep. Me, it mm-hmm. makes sense. Second is LAX. Uh, LAX is Belmonte, Stu Williams, and Jacob Buttreff, to which you could add a Dick Allen, a Kyle Sherman. Yeah, Dick Allen. I would a try Rhino to get on Page. A team too. Whoever. Andres Gomez. So it'll yeah. be fun to see how this all plays out as far yeah. as who drafts who and where they play. Mm-hmm. But right now, I mean, I... For me, Silver Lake Adam Splitters is still that team. Barnes, Svensson, Tom Doherty, mm-hmm. add a couple more guys because you figure and, they're going to draft. And Mark Baker's mind, too. I mean, Baker's one of the smartest guys out there. I mean, he really can get those guys lined up and, I mean, former pro bowler himself. Right. So, history of winning. So, so they're going to draft eighth. And then, because it's a serpentine draft, they're going to be able to come back and draft first in the second round. So, they're going to get eight and nine, essentially. If the top guys go in order, they could end up with Andres Gomez and Patrick Gerard to add to their team. Or they could add a Brad Miller, 
uh, or somebody down in that area. Andrew Anderson is down there. They could add Andrew Anderson and Thomas Larson if they wanted, or A.J. Johnson and Andrew Anderson. What I like about the PBA League is I like seeing the new faces. I don't like to see the same five guys. Right. You know, but I just, just want after it, a while it gets boring. I want it competitive. Right. For me, that's that's oh, yeah. just it. Competitive, get all the teams on TV that you can. Try to get your team as strong as possible. Correct, right. And, and and that's the thing. So I don't know. We'll see how this whole thing plays out. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit about the PBA playoff status, which we just mentioned. But who really has a shot at Jason Belmonte, if anybody? We'll discuss that coming up next uh, on the Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show. Welcome back, Castle Lane Spare Time Bowling Show on 1057 FM. The fan, Steve Sparky Fiverr, along with Dwight Albert over the Spare Time Pro Shop in New Berlin. Okay, so uh, Phil Brylo streaming us online, uh, sending me notes that I just now saw on my phone for the first time. Uh, you wanted to know how some of the Milwaukee people did at the yep. USBC Masters. He's out there in Vegas. He joined us in the first segment. Billy Hibbert, 214th. Okay. And Ryan Zager. Excuse me, Zagar. Right, yeah, Racine. Mm-hmm. Cashed in at 89th. Pretty good. Chad yeah. Kloss yep. cashed in at 99th. Okay. So there you go. Three guys from Wisconsin. Right. Yep. And uh, in my opinion, all deserve to be there. He says he thinks Portland will take Dick Allen with a first pick. Definitely. Bulls way too good at Bayside to get past the number one draft pick. I'd agree, Phil. Uh, and he says PBA League draft will be live on Flow Bowling at 3 Central on Monday, May 8th. So PBA League draft's coming up. Uh, so last next Sunday will be our last show, and then the next day will be PBA League yep. draft uh, on that Monday at 3 o'clock Central. Yep. So if Portland gets Dick Allen, then it's Simonelli, West Malak, Kyle Troop, uh, and Dick Allen, like we were saying mm-hmm. uh, prior to the break. So we'll see how that whole thing plays out. Okay, uh, so let's, let's talk a little about the playoff settings here. Now, as Phil mentioned earlier on when he was on, uh, Belmonte suffers a finger injury. Uh, and therefore, that's why you're not going to see him on USBC Masters show tomorrow night. But then it's, as we, as we look at playoffs here, Tackett, does he have a chance to beat Jason Belmonte? No. To win the whole thing? Not unless Belmo is going to be off for a while. I mean, that's the only thing. Well, that's he won't not- miss the playoffs. I can't imagine he misses the playoffs. That would be horrible for the PBA. Yeah. Someone, if he's some, hurt to the point yeah. where he can't bowl in the yeah. playoffs, oh my goodness. That would be just horrible for the PBA because that's the one guy that you know everybody's going to be tuning in to watch. Mm-hmm. For sure. Well, him yeah. and Troop. All right, so EJ Tackett, second. Jacob Buttruff. Mm-hmm. Buttruff is, God, I mean, he is just a freak of nature. I mean, there is no one else out there like him that can do what he does, nope. how he grips the ball, how he uses urethane. He may win the USBC mask. How he waddles to the line. Yeah. Absolutely. He you could. Know, He's still alive. Know, there was one... Um, match during the week on flow blowing and Phil and Tom were calling it and said, well, uh, Jacob Buttruff on this pair is 350 over at the time. The next closest guy is 520 behind him. Wow. Out of the five. That means it's even farther down. Yes. Right. So there's something really unique about that guy, what he can do. He's good. Norm Duke fourth. Mm -hmm. Now, if Duke wins this thing, we Iceman. Oh, buddy. 
If oh, Norm yeah. Duke wins the playoffs, oh, Lord, people will go nuts. nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. Anthony Simonson in fifth. He's got that swag about him. Mm-hmm. That's pretty impressive. When I met him for the first time at Carpentersville, though, I mean, he came up to me and shook my hand and said, hi, I'm Anthony Simons, and I go, uh, uh, I know. Right, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Anthony Simons in fifth. Sixth, uh, Sean Rash, who you haven't seen a ton on TV necessarily, but he is sixth. I don't see that happening. Uh, Bill O'Neill, seventh. Maybe. Yeah, great year, but. Maybe Bill O'Neill, maybe. Tom Doherty, no way. Mentally, there's yeah. just no way he's going to survive Didn't have that great of a year. No, I don't think Doherty is there at the end. Uh, Chris Prather, maybe. Yep. Maybe Chris Prather if he well, gets I, hot. I just think that guy is just You love Prather. Yeah, because, I mean, talent. He's just talented guy. Yep. Anyone that can shoot 300 from sixth arrow and fall back the ball to the pocket is talented. Yep. Uh, Dick Allen, 10th. Kyle Sherman, 11th. Marshall Kent, Wes Malak, Chris Barnes, Kyle Troop are your top 15. I don't know if any of them necessarily have what it takes to run down Bombanti no. because this is going to be a long process to get to the the king of the hill, I would say. Not the king of the hill show, obviously. Yeah. Like Wes Malat was king of the hill for so long, but along those lines. This sport needs Belmo, and if I was Belmo, I'd try to talk to any doctor possible on trying to get back as quick as possible from this. You know, for me, the ultimate, what, what you want the championship to be is, for TV ratings, you want it to be Belmonte and Troop, if you can get it. Belmont Troop or Tackett. Tackett's got to be in there, too. Tackett would be good. I think Rash still brings people if it's Rash and Belmonte yeah, from the rivalry. old news now. It might be. Yeah. It you very know, well might be. I think that be. bottle thing is over. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's It's been a while. Yeah, you're yeah. right about that. Uh, Prather, Belmonte, as much as I would love it, I don't know if Prather draws people to the TVs. He, yeah, he needs to get— Duke Belmonte uh, would be huge. Yeah. That would be huge because yep. Norm Duke's going to draw those people. Uh, oh, yeah. Right? Big fan, big fan base, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. He's definitely going to draw those people. So, I don't know. So, are you still taking Belmonte as of right now? If he stays healthy, absolutely. There's no one that's going to touch him. You know, there's such a thing in life called setbacks, and he's got a minor setback right now. It will be interesting to see how Belmo bounces back from this setback. I mean, even obviously with doing and gripping the ball he did this week, was he minus 78? Yeah, something like that. In qualifying. So, he obviously didn't make the cut, but, I mean, look at the disability that he had, and he still was somewhat competitive. So, no, he is our face of the sport, and we have to keep him healthy at all costs. You know, the other thing about this is when we talk about where the PBA is right now, you know, if I would have told you five, ten years ago about Tom Clark's going to form the PBA League, mm-hmm. you would have been like, what is – why? Why are we doing this yeah. for? And then if I would have told you now there's going to be a playoffs – and there's going to be a playoff setup, and we're going to have all of these live shows mm-hmm. on Fox and at Fox Sports One, and all of this other stuff. I, I think we all would have said you're crazy. There's no yeah. way they're going to be able to get all of that done. I remember the first year of the PBA League, and yep. Tom was in the studio talking about it. it. I'll be honest with you, it was very hard for me to understand or wrap my head around it or try to follow it. And now I can't wait. Now for it's it to awesome, come out. right? Right. So totally get it. Right. And so obviously, you need to keep the ideas fresh, obviously, and and. I guess get that viewer at every angle possible. So I love all the ideas that are coming. It keeps it fresh and exciting. Yeah, no doubt about it. Uh, okay, so uh, shameless plug here. I'm just going to plug away because uh, my 14 year old is doing a uh, charity thing uh, coming up at Classic Lanes in Oak Creek today from 1:30 to 3:30 for uh, Oak Creek. Uh, what would it be? East Middle School, I guess it is. Uh, Twenty dollars a person. Uh, show up. Fifty fifty raffles. Raffle prizes. Whole deal. Uh, if you want to show up, it all goes towards Susan G. Coleman. Uh, for the cure for breast cancer, 
uh, Foundation. Uh, so hopefully we can get a bunch of people out there. One thirty to three thirty today. Register and sign up. Get there earlier if you want to register and sign up earlier uh, for your team. I'll be out there so you can come uh, talk bowling or whatever you sign want. Sign autographs. Do. I'm not signing autographs. <laughs> I'm a radio dude. I shouldn't be signing <laughs> autographs, man. Come on, get out of here. Uh, so, yeah, so come on out, <laughs> hang out with us at Classic Lights in Oak Creek. If you're looking for something to do this afternoon, I'm sure they'll have the Brewers on or uh, whatever else may be on TV at that point. I don't even know. I haven't even looked to see what time the uh, the Elite Eight games are today for the yeah. NCAA And tournament. then remember Masters Monday night. Masters Monday night, yeah, no doubt about it. Prime and time. We'll talk about it again uh, next week right here on the Castle Lanes. Spare time bowling show. Dwight, so you're going back over to the spare get, time pro get shop. Get caught up a little bit with my work. Monday morning, we open the doors. Typically, Monday's a very busy morning. Really? So people can still drop off their bowling balls today until what time are you open? Or are you close today? I'm close today. But just, you're going just, there to work? Yes. So they can get your autograph time. if they want. They see oh, you walking oh, around. Oh, yeah. I'll be yeah, signing the autographs. The will be waiting out the door for yeah, me. No doubt. <laughs> I think they're already out there, actually. I just had saw, saw it uh, earlier. USBC Masters. I'm going to take Buttruff. And they still have to qualify, do rest to qualify today. But I'll take Buttruff. If he's going to be in that top five, he's going to definitely be a contender. Absolutely. I just don't think a no-name wins it. Maybe I'll be wrong. I just don't think a no-name wins I it. I want to see the, the top the five first. You want to see what? I want to see the top five first who makes the show. All right. We'll do that. Uh, we'll talk about it coming up next Sunday.